Welcome to Confessions of a Disney Cast Member, where I'm here as an ex-cast member to talk with other cast members, old and new, from all walks of life, and of course, all walks of magic. We're here to talk about all things Disney parks and resorts around the world. So pixie dust at the ready, let's get confessing. And here she is. I'm back, back, back again. I feel like we're going to do that every time now that you're on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And people are like, that's so 2007. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm bringing today's episode from my bed yes uh, you. actually no last week was safer i think wasn't yeah it, it? was it people was think I... we're still in lockdown these are not these are actually we pretty much record it and then it goes up so it's actually <laughs> not like a backlog um but yeah obviously we are here today to if you've not actually listened to any of the other episodes um Firstly, why not? Go listen to them. Um, but secondly, uh, we are, I just one day decided that I wanted to do a little ranking mini series inside of our Confessions of a Disney Cast Member podcast. So I asked Sophie and she was like, yeah, let's do it. I think, did it originally start as like one episode? And I was like, well, actually, why don't we just do all the parks? Yeah, I think it, I think so. And then we've suggested something very special and fun that's going to happen next week as well which I'm very excited for I feel like that's going to be the drama yeah I feel like we're the most fun out of all of them (laughs) yeah I'm looking very much looking forward to it but this week obviously we've done three parks already I love ranking things it's just something like even when a new album comes out I'm like okay I want to rank all of the songs from like my least favorite to my favorite so obviously I love the Disney parks and wanted to rank the attractions in each park so we're here with our final park at Walt Disney World today and we are talking about Magic Kingdom which has definitely has the most attractions right oh yeah 100% like I write them all out even though we get them on a text I write them all out so I can put the numbers next to it so it helps me figure it out and it is definitely the longest list yeah however so obviously as per we like list what attractions so you can take part in the show notes but I feel like this one so first of all I've been busier this week and my head's been up my ass so Bradley sorted the list out <laughs> um it's not got any shows in like the nighttime shows and things like that which I've just clicked in the parade which oh, yeah. we did do in the other ones that's so true <laughs> <laughs> No, my God, we do. <laughs> I can't change this list. It took me about an hour anyway. Do I get on what the top 10 was? Um, I might just quickly change something now. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> yeah. so little do you know, even though we cut all that nonsense out, we, thanks to Sophie's um, revelation there, we just spent about five minutes reworking our top 10s to a top 12 so we're here for a bonus um we're being very greedy I mean, we already take enough time talking on this podcast anyway but it's um about to get a little bit more conversational uh but we just yeah we I basically am stupid and forgot to add any shows into um the mix so that is why we now have a top 12 um it also controversially we were discussing this last night so it wanted to to include Princess Fairytale Hall, but then it didn't include like Meet Mickey, Meet Tink. But no. also, we like had the discussion ourselves that like, we've not done any meet and greets the whole thing because a meet and greet is kept different to an attraction. Yeah. So I crossed Princess Fairytale Hall off my list. Yeah, I'm, I'll be honest as well. This is again probably quite controversial. I'm, I know that you quite like a meet and greet, but I'm not a massive meet and greet person. Like, 
there are certain characters that I have to meet when I go to the park, but also there's characters. Like I say that, yeah, I don't even know. I'm not that fast, actually. No, like, you can't say I have to meet, like, who? <laughs> like, I really liked meeting Tiana, but I've only met her once, so it's not like I have to. <laughs> Do you know, that's like me. So when I did my programme, I don't know why, but I was, like, obsessed with meeting Snow White. And I never oh. met her. I don't know why. But, like, I never met her when she was in Disney. And I think because some of my friends met her when she was like in Princess Fairytale Hall. And obviously we know that's so uncommon. And I was like, so like obsessed with meeting her. I don't know why, because she's not even like my favorite. That when we went to, we went to California at the end of my program, like the first day we went in and she was just going. So I missed her again. I was like, no, I did end up meeting her. Don't worry guys. But yeah, it was like, because obviously they just roam in Disneyland. Yeah. So that's the only way you can meet her. You catch her when she was roaming. So yeah, it was like a thing. But I'm not like now. I'm not bothered about meeting Snow. Yeah, I. Yeah, I. Uh, be, I do you know? I quite now. I've watched the Star Wars movies since being to Disney Park previously. I'd quite like to meet Kylo Ren and Rey and Chewbacca because I know the characters now. Yeah. But also, I'd definitely rather go and see a show or go on a ride. Or go to a restaurant, then meet a character. Anyway, I've just lost subscribers, so <laughs> I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> Shall we get into our top twelve? Because otherwise, we're gonna be here all day. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's do it. <laughs> we're both looking at our lists, like, oh my god. Okay, let's do it. So, Sophie, do you want to kick us off with your, again, obviously we've top 10 to this, 10 being our least favourite out of our favourites, and then number one being our favourite. Um, but we are giving two honourable mentions today as 11 and 12 due to my stupidity and in not including shows. <laughs> so, Sophie, kick us off with your number 12. So my number 12 is probably one that I imagine is not nowhere near your top 12, shall I say, um, is Enchanted Tales with Belle. Oh, okay. I've, do you know, I'm going to be completely honest. I've never done it. Oh, it's really... How they do the, like, entrance part type thing is so clever. I've heard like, about this. Yeah, it's very, very clever how they do it. It does, like, make me, like, wonder every single time. Um, The old... Like, so I remember when I was a kid, they used to have where Merida meets now, there used to be, like, a little um Belle show, like Beauty and the Beast show. Really? They used to get kids to like partake, just like they do with Enchanted Tales of Belle, as like Chip, or as, and I was always Chip. And there's pictures of me dressed as Chip when I was a little kid, like doing it. And I was Chip every time, and I loved it. So it gives me a very much. It's they've kind of like modernized that. Yeah. It gives me a lot of nostalgia whenever I do it. I loved, loved, loved on my CP being a knight. Um, I love being the knights on it. It's the only way you can meet Belle in her yellow dress. Does she not meet in her yellow dress in, in the France Pavilion now? No, it's her it's her white and blue one. Is it? Yeah, it's her village dress. Interesting. But it's the only place you can meet her in her yellow dress, which is like, I always find a bit weird because like all the other princesses, you see them in like their like ball gown dresses yeah. apart from Belle. Um, but it is really cute. And if you have kids, it's super cute for them as well. Um, so if you do have a kid or you just want to take part in a really fun show, always 
they only cast adults as knights, which is a ripoff. But yeah, try and be the knight. Practice your marching. You'll nail it. <laughs> I just, I do think that it's, um, I mean, I didn't know that that was where they used to have a, like a bell interactive meet and greet because yeah. that is a really small area. So it's no surprise that they well, did expand that with New Fantasyland. See, when I was, a, I mean, maybe it's because I was a kid, but the, it was really popular all the time, but it was only like, a, it wasn't like, a, it was just a cute little shot. I'll send you a picture of it. I've got a mm. picture of me doing it. Do you know what's so funny is this whole time I thought you were talking about the chipmunk, not the, the tea <laughs> so funny that is very cool though isn't it and it was yeah. really and like bell like hosted it it was real i loved it honestly yeah so proper nostalgia vibes to that well my number 12 is i think gonna be really controversial because i know it's a fan favorite for a lot of people i feel like this is the case with a lot of magic kingdom and if you actually saw what wasn't even in when you realize what's not in my top 12 people are going to be like what the hell am i listening to this for but my number 12 is mickey's fill our magic you want to know something really bad it's not even (laughs) your top 12 is it (laughs) that makes me feel less bad yeah I so I do I I do read the reasons like it probably wasn't my top 10 at one point but I just I think it just needs a bit of a revamp I think some of the 3D is really cool but some of it feels really outdated compared to other stuff they've got going on in the parks I'm really glad that they are putting the effort into like add the cocoa scene and stuff but it just I don't know. I think it's got a lot of nostalgia because I remember going on my first trip and it's one of the only attractions that I can think of in the park that has all of the classic Disney characters in it. Um, It touches on all of the classic Disney movies, but yeah, it just doesn't... It doesn't do it for me. That's why it's not in my top. It's like one of my least... I really... I don't want to say I don't like it because I love everything, but I just and you would do it right. Like it's normally a five ten minute wait. You would do it. I do it for the AC Bradley. That's literally what that I do. That is harsh. For. That is harsh. That is what I do that ride for. Not even Donald like plummeting at the end and no. doesn't a very similar thing happen in Muppets actually. Yeah, they basically copied the Muppets show. Or did Phil Magic copy the Muppets? No, uh, the did... Muppets has been there for a lot longer. Has it? Yeah. Well, number 12, Feel Our Magic, but I will still be going to visit you on my next trip. Okay. I'm guessing you will not. (laughs) (laughs) Unless it's really hot outside. (laughs) Yes. Go on, hit us with number 11. So my number 11, I don't know if people would class this because obviously it's not, but it's the carousel. So Prince Charming's carousel. Really? Okay. Yeah, I really like it. It's very like nostalgic. I think it like throws it back to like the classic and obviously it like, that type of ride meant a lot to Walt because that's what like type of ride that inspired him to do like Disneyland um I just think it's really cute if I love doing it though at night I would never do it during the day I love doing it at night when it's all lit up and it's like one of my favorite things to do like at the end of the day because yeah it's not the most thrilling ride or whatever but I just think it's so stunning and pretty and I just love you could like do it you can see like the castle as you're going around it is a very perfect place actually like if you're going to go on a carousel anywhere in the world this is probably one of the like prettiest places to do it 
I did, you know, I turned my nose up when you said it, but actually now I think about it, I did do it a few times in my program. And whenever I did it, did like, if you want to feel like a kid at Disney yeah, World. Honestly, it just kind of like it. hits you somehow. It does. And you wouldn't think a carousel could do that, but it does just hit you in the feels. Yeah, I do agree with you. Thank you. Um, For now. Once again, <laughs> selfie's right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. Um, <laughs> no, I do like it rather than carousel. Maybe I'll do it on my next trip. Actually, I do like the carousel. Only do it at night. It's not as fun during the day for some reason. I have done it in the day. I don't know if I've ever done it at night. Also, on my program, they had a massive like board around it for qu- for quite a long time, where there was like refurbishing the top part. The top part, yeah. So not as pretty. Yeah. Not as pretty, no. Um, well, my number eleven is Tom Sawyer Island. Really? <laughs> yeah, I love right. Tom Sawyer Island. I think it really. Don't get me wrong. So I think the way I, like you said, like when you were picking your top ten, it's like if I had a day in this park, what would I do? I do think that this might potentially end up being a miss just because it is so time consuming. But I do think when I'm like ranking my like nostalgic attractions and like things that I just really enjoyed doing in the park. So if I did have time, say the park was open from nine till midnight, I would probably make sure I did this. I just love the idea of getting on the raft. You've got such good views of the park, like seeing Thunder Mountain from that angle. It's the only place that you can see that in the park. Um, with little secret tunnels that you can go through. Um, I've just got loads of, because where you're a cast member as well, you get those obviously extra days in the park that you wouldn't if you're on a week or two week holiday I just feel like sometimes it'd be nice just to go over there and chill and there wouldn't be many people around um and yeah I just really enjoy the vibe of Tom Sawyer Island I love the storytelling aspect of it um and it really does I mean when it comes to that frontier vibe in uh, being in frontier land it really does hit the mark for me I just I just think it's a really nice part of the parks that they didn't have to offer they could just have it as a piece of shrubbery but actually it offers people to go and have that like 30 minute to hour break on the like from from the crowds at the park for a little bit you know they used to have it where like you could find like <clears throat> every day you could find like some of the paintbrushes around the island if you like return into a cast member they'd like give you a little gift or whatever i have heard about this but it's not a thing anymore right no they stopped it because basically people as they are nowadays would just steal the paintbrushes people are awful i know they just ruin all the fun maybe they could like attach it to the floor and then they could take a picture of it and then probably people would just find pictures on google but then also you'd have people going like you'd have a million people where instead of just giving like two people a prize a day you'd be giving like 40 true but yeah, I do like. I also think it's a bit of an ode. I'm such a fan of the idea of is it Discovery Island and obviously River Country. I know you, that you've said before that you did go to River Country when you were younger, but that's I didn't go when River Country. I my mm-hmm. first trip was way after River Country closed, and I love the idea of those things being abandoned parts of the park. But obviously, you used to part of the Magic Kingdom day would be that you could go to Discovery Island, right? Yeah, I just think. I know I'm, and you know this, I'm always one who says, don't change anything, keep the nostalgia. And I think maybe it's different because we're British and we don't, like, we have things like pride, not pride, but we have like a lot of Jane Eyre Bronte things that we read in school. In America, I know that they have a lot of, they do read Tom Sawyer in school. So I think that people maybe connect with it more 
than maybe us Brits do um, because they have it as like a childhood like story where yeah. we don't. Um, but I just feel like maybe they could retheme it to something a bit more exciting. Yeah, I don't completely disagree with that, actually. I don't know what, but it's an interesting thought. Yeah, like, I'm trying to think what, to be honest, I'm trying to think myself what they could do, but just some type of retheming to something else. Like, let's say Jumanji was a Disney thing. That'd be really fun. Yeah, just some, just something it, it could do with... Maybe when they do this like adventurers club TV show they're meant to be doing, maybe they could like retheme it then. Yeah. Cause that would probably go quite well with it. Again, though, I do think Tom Island is popular enough to keep it as it is, to be honest. It obviously is because they've not touched it in that long and you would have thought they would have done, but Yeah. Well, yeah. anyway, that is my number eleven, and I hope I've given enough cl- like clarity on my reasoning to Honor it. Well, it was going to be my number 10. So it was going to be in the top 10. Right. Well, my top 10. Now we're yeah. going to the top 10. So my number 10, Bradley's probably going to disagree with purely how low I've put this. I don't think you're going to disagree that's in my top 10, but just how low it is, is the Country Bear Jamboree. I do absolutely disagree with you, but I'm <laughs> ready for your explanation. <laughs> Listen, I think it's great. It is quite short. I think they should maybe renew it to what it used to be and like add some of the length back into it because it used to be a lot longer. I think it's long enough. I I think you can tell that things are cut down and short though. I don't think you need it to be any longer than it is personally. I don't think you would say if it was any longer, oh, it's too long. Okay. So I just feel like it maybe add a bit more story to it. Because at the moment, it's just basically like, I'm going to throw this song in this A variety song. show. Yeah. 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 Whereas it'd add a bit more of the story back into the it. Um, listen, the two little sidekicks on the side of the wall are hilarious. They make some great jokes. Yeah. It's one of those classic Disney shows where it has some great, like, jokes for adults that kids don't appreciate. Yeah. So you need to go back and do it. Honest to God, the song... I know what you're talking about. Yeah. (laughs) The song, All the Guys That Turn Me On, Turn Me Down, honestly, is my vibe. (laughs) (laughs) We were literally talking about dating apps before before this podcast. Honestly, it's so funny. And kids don't get it, but all the adults are absolutely cracking up. It's It's just such a shock. Like, actually, that the whole, like, even like. I still can't believe it's in a Disney park. Yeah. Honestly, it's really. It is really cute. Yeah, the animatronics are old, but do you know what? It's one of those things that you still appreciate it. I remember I took my friend Lisa. She'd never done it before, and I made her go on one of our trips. And honestly, since then, she absolutely loves it. And now we do it every time with her. Fantastic. I just think it is... Obviously, it's going to be in my top 10, so I'll talk a bit more about it then, but I just think it's comedy gold. And just... It really just has the essence of, like, the deep south of America which I just love. Please do. I've never watched it myself, but don't watch the movie because apparently it's meant to be absolutely terrifying. There's a movie? It's a live action movie. No. It's meant to be terrifying. But yeah. So Country Bear Jamboree is my number 10. What is your number 10, Bradley? My number 10, I'm guessing this is going to be high up in your ranking, but uh, my number 10 is Haunted Mansion. 
Ooh, that is love. I know. I so I do love Haunted Mansion. I I'm a big fan of the, the cult side of it. I think it's like a big, it's a very popular mm. attraction when it comes to Disney Parks fans. I think it's very beautifully done. Um, some of the effects are absolutely incredible. But I'm gonna be just really blatantly honest, I do get a bit bored when I'm on what? the attraction. <laughs> This, uh, no, I'm not taking this. I'm standing it. up for all those Haunted Mansion <laughs> fans out there. Nah, I mate. Do, no, I can't say that. Listen, there's a lot of attractions in Magic Kingdom and there's just some other stuff that just... I'm literally looking at my list and I'm like, I love them all as equal as each other almost. But this one for me, I just am like... I think it's a little bit overhyped. I, I, again, I would definitely do it when I go to Magic Kingdom. But it is just a bit bleh like it ends you're telling me if you had one day magic kingdom that had come ninth on your to-do 10th sorry 10th (laughs) even worse (laughs) just to clarify it's (laughs) 10th yeah I just I just I also think that sometimes it's got a really long line and I wouldn't want to wait more than like half an hour for it personally it's great. It's great. Like, don't get me wrong. I love the pre-show queue with like the extending room, and I, I love that the the dining room scene with all the ghosts is amazing, and like the graveyard scene is really cool. I do really enjoy it, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't miss any of these attractions. Like, if I could only pick ten attractions, and I feel like you could do ten attractions in Magic Kingdom in a day, these would be my ten. But yeah, it just doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> hit the feels the same as some of the other attractions do okay okay but yeah i'm gonna get some hate for that <laughs> uh, you are rightly so go on number nine where are we at how are we only my, on number nine <laughs> my number nine is the first mountain appearance on um, oh, my list try and guess which one it might be i mean i'm just gonna throw i guess it's thunder yeah it is yeah. Um, listen, I love the ride, but I, do you know what actually I think ruins a lot of the ride for me, among the attraction for me? Because to me, an attraction experience starts when you walk through that entrance sign. So the line is part of your experience. Yeah, and that yeah. line is just so hot. I don't know what it is, but I, I've always felt anyway, the Thunder Mountain line is always really hot. Yeah. So if it's more than like a 20, 30 minute wait, I will not wait for it because yeah. it's, I just, it's too hot for it. Um, I think it's fun. It, I would say it feels a little short, but not like another ride that's not on my list that I won't go into. Um, I think we're talking about the same attraction. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, I do enjoy it. And I think it's a great ride. That's why it's in my top 10, don't get me wrong. But it's not my main priority. Like if I had to miss Thunder Mountain on a day, I wouldn't be heartbroken. Yeah. Well, I'll get to my opinion in a little bit on Thunder Mountain, but I don't completely disagree with you. I I think one of the reasons it's hot is because it isn't quite an isolated part of the park. The queue line is obviously quite raised as well. There's um, no like trees around it to shade anything. No. Um, and to be fair, I don't like, I think I've only ever fast passed Thunder Mountain, to be honest as well. So it's going to be interesting to know what my decision would be going on it at like uh, in a standby line it's just not a very like 
honestly, when I know, but comparing it to say the haunted mansion line that you just said, like the haunted mansion line's got stuff to see to uh, experience. You say that, but I do. They've got like the the three D prints of like the um or like the blueprints, sorry, of like the of like the railway and stuff like that. Like it is, it's not badly themed. I do agree that it could have gone a bit further. There's not much though to say what you can do in other rides. Or, like you have the pre shows and stuff. I know you can't really have a pre-show for a coaster, but it's just very lackluster in yeah. terms of... And Disney, I, I'd say this to everyone, Disney are the best of the best of line theming and things like that, making an experience from start to finish. Yeah. And Thunder Mountain, and I understand why that it's probably a bit harder because the type of, well, how the queue is mm. and everything like that, but it's just not my favourite. Mm. Fair enough. Well, my number nine... Again, massive love for this attraction. I don't know if it's in your top 10, um, but it is Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. Hey. Literally, I just got Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. It went boom. <laughs> so Sophie's laptop just died, and um, I thought that she just really hated my ninth answer, so <laughs> she just decided to hang up on me. That's what I think about that. <laughs> We're back. Um, but yeah, my number nine is Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. I mentioned in our Epcot episode that uh, Turtle Talk Crush wasn't in my top 10. I love Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor mm. so much. I think it is a be- personally a better version of Turtle Talk. It is, but did Turtle Talk not come first? Am I not wrong? And then they obviously improved. Upon- I'll find out the did opening. Did really? Turtle, t- that would be interesting to know though, because I think they did Turtle Talk with Crush. I'm pretty sure from what I can remember, and then they used that technology and then did it. Really? Yeah, Crush. I think um, Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor literally just does have me in stitches every time, but also I'm not the biggest audience participation fan, so it does give me the fear every single time I'm in there, and I've never been picked on, so touch wood, that never happens to me. I have been. Have you? I wasn't that guy that they did, yeah. but my friend was that guy, and then I was sat next to him laughing, and then I was on my phone. And I was actually at one, so I was on my phone looking at, I think I had a notification and then they went to do that guy again and I was on my phone again and I was, because I was actually took a picture of them saying that he was that guy because I was with him and then they started taking the piss out of me because I was on my phone all the time. No. Yeah, like, so I was then on my phone after they did it like the first time and said, well, she's on her phone or something like that. They like flipped away. And then I finished like trying to make it my story on Instagram and they flipped back to it. It looked like I was on my phone again and they kept like... That's amazing. Yeah, it was re- it was funny. I was with quite a big group, to be honest. And I was with my American family and we were cracking up. It was just really, really funny. There are some really good scripted moments in that attraction, but also I've been in moments like that, that you just said, where it has definitely been... On like off the cuff, which I think just makes it so yeah. intelligent. Like there was this honestly, one the people that do it, is, I will praise them till they're well, so. We've had clever. a couple of people on our podcast. I'll try and find um, the links to their episode and put it in the bio because obviously they can't reveal too much of the magic. But the quick wittedness that comes with like not just the jokes, but also they are the monsters. You know, like these these the cast are the monsters. So, so I will say. Turtle Talk with Crush opened the 16th of November 2004. Mm. Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor opened the 2nd of April 2007. Wow. I knew that it, Turtle Talk was first. That's interesting. Yeah. 
But still, I think, again, oh, no, because I do love Finding Nemo as well. But, yeah, it's a tough one. I think it's a very clever use of that space. Like, we all know Stitch is coming on and things like that. But Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor is still there because it is kind of, it's, it's an Imagineers done right. Like, it's a timeless attraction. It's not aged. Yeah. Like, I, do, I will say that I think one of the issues I've got with it is it's, where it's placed I don't know if it really fits in Tomorrowland to be honest I understand the idea of monsters being like maybe the future I don't know if it's set in the future or just another world but I don't know I don't think it really fits in with the vibe of Tomorrowland but I don't know and maybe it's because it's been there for so long now like I feel like it it kind of does I think because you used to have Stitch there as well which is kind of like I know he's an alien but like he's also kind of like a monster that it like all meshed well and because you've got like Buzz Lightyear that's next door, which is again like another alien. But would you, if they were to open a Monsters Inc. attraction now, you wouldn't put it in Tomorrowland, right? No, but where would you put it? I don't know if I'd put it in Magic Kingdom at all. But where would you put it in any part? Probably Hollywood Studios. Mm, I actually, I don't know why, but I, as soon as I said that, I got more Epcot vibe. I think it'd bring a bit more fun. Or Epcot, yeah. I just don't know if it really fits Tomorrowland, in my opinion. But. Regardless of that, I do absolutely love it. I think it's something that Magic Kingdom needed. Yeah. But if you think about it, Magic Kingdom doesn't really have that many shows to say how many you have in all the other parks. It doesn't. It doesn't. So to say that it doesn't really have many shows, I actually think it's something that Magic Kingdom needed. It's probably got like a a lot of guest turnover, which Magic Kingdom needs something that can get so people can do stuff. This is, I hate that Magic Kingdom scrapped the 2000 seat theater. I hate that they scrapped that, that they announced like four or five years ago because that would have made the park so much less crowded. Yeah. I mean, Uh, my mum said there used to be a theater at Magic way back when, and I think they like closed it. I don't know. mm. But yeah. Um, yeah, we'll get to that. So I'm I'm really intrigued to know where these attractions that are like quite low in my ranking are on yours. Number we nine. We're Number eight. We're at eight. Eight is my second mountain. What? Yep. Sorry, not sorry. Go on. Um, it's space. What? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're joking. Nope. Okay, explain. Listen, I, I do love space. That's why, again, it's still in my top 10. I do love the ride. I don't oh, think it's Disney's that. best coasters anymore. I think there's a lot better coasters at Disney than it's space. It's a classic. Which is why it's still in my top 10. Oh, like, I enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. I don't think you'll be saying half as much of this stuff when Tron's open. I don't think you'll be half as bothered about Space Mountain. Oh, I don't know. Because there's not much theming. That doesn't, well, not the, sorry, not theming. There is theming, obviously. There's not much, there's no story to it. There's none. But I don't care. It's like a ride through space. Yeah, exactly. Which is fun and I enjoy it. But... I think there's much, there's a lot of other stuff that gets me involved that immerses me into an experience a lot more than space. And it's a best, it's not the best roller coaster at, at Disney anymore. No, I agree with that. But there is just something about Space Mountain that just. 
And, and I still like space, which is why it's number eight. <laughs> but that is my number eight and I'm sticking to my <laughs> Now, Bradley, what's your number eight? <laughs> Can I not persuade you otherwise? No. <laughs> oh, God, my heart. The Space Mountain heart. Um, my number eight is actually Thunder Mountain. So similar to the place first mountain appearance first mountain appearance i is everyone's least favorite mountain really i just think i so i i've not been to disneyland paris in many many years so i can't compare it to thunder there and Mm. i've heard that is the best of the thunder mountain yeah i i know that's is meant to be like the it's more like oh god what's his name's like vision for thunder i can't remember his name being walt disney no, there was Imagineer that like, oh, like from the Mesa. Oh God, what's his name? Oh, everyone's gonna hate us. I know they're really gonna be like slagging us off right now. Oh, Thunder Mountain Imagine. I can literally see his face. Tony Baxter. Tony Baxter, for God's sake. What to shame on us yeah. to shame. But yeah, um, I so I, I Disneyland in California's Thunder Mountain is much better in my opinion. I think it's a much more, I think it's a bit longer. I think it's a bit more of a thrill ride. Um, the theming is obviously very similar, but I just think I prefer the track over in California. Um, in Again, I've only done it once and it was that long ago. I mean, I've done the one in Paris more than, I just can't remember them to compare. I just, again, it's with magic, I think there's obviously a theme here that we wouldn't skip any of these things necessarily. Like we would, if we had the time, we'd do all of these things. But I just think that, yeah, it just isn't as good as the other mountains. I One of my, this is the thing that I struggle with with all of the coast or most of the coasts at Disney is that you're on the front row. It's a very different ride if you're on the back row. So if I'm on Thunder at the front, like every, every like drop is like, I'm basically the bottom of the drop before I've even like picked up any speed. Whereas if you were at the back, obviously you're picking up the entire, like you're at the top of the peak when the front of the car is being pulled down. And I thought that's something that happens with a lot of Disney coasters, like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. If you're on the front of Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, you're not getting any of the throwers with your back. It's the best ride ever. So I just think that is something that Disney coasters do suffer from quite a lot. Everest is the same as well. Um, I think that's not, I think that's the type of coaster. I don't just think that's Disney coasters. I think it's those type of coasters. But everywhere. I don't experience it at any of the Universal on any of the Universal coasters. Yeah, but that's because it's not the same type of coaster. Like there's so many slightly different coasters, isn't there? Like they call them all these different names. Yeah. It, and the other ones are different types of coasters. I don't know. It's just something that aggravates me a little bit. Fundamentally. But if you think of, sorry, if you think of all of Universal's courses, you don't have a course that's as like up and down and type of thing. No, do. you don't. But I just, I don't think it's necessary to make the front row and one of the first half of the car go extremely slow down the drop and the back half of the the car come down. I just don't think, I think it's just a bit frustrating. I don't think you'd even realise that unless like you go a lot and have done like the front and then the back, like maybe. Maybe, maybe. But just always right at the back. <laughs> and that's how Brad Also, is. yeah. But at the, also the merge point in Thunder Mountain is a very stressful Oh, yeah, experience. I hate that. I hate that, that so much. Yeah. And you always get the wrong one. You're always like, right, I'm going to go for this one. And then you always choose wrong. You're like, God damn it. Yeah, you see everyone just like piling past you and you're like, geez. Always go for the one that looks longer. That's my advice. Yeah, because that means that they're about to get more. Yeah. 
Um, what's your number seven? My number seven. I'm just trying to find it on my list. Oh, you're gonna really hate me for this. I don't know. I don't want to say it because you're gonna hate me. My number seven is Splash Mountain. What is wrong with you? Are you joking? You've got no mountains in your top five. Are you joking? I said you were going to hate me. I was going to give you some lenience for Space Mountain <laughs> because, of, because in my head you was like, okay, Splash is like the ultimate mountain. Yeah, no. Listen, I love Splash, but I just... It's not my priority because I don't like getting wet all the time. You barely get wet on Splash Mountain. Oh, don't even say that. You, you barely get, get wet. wet. No, but we're comparing it to Bluto's barges or Ripsaw Falls at Universal. Yeah, but I'm not comparing it to that. I'm going, I'm talking about when I get on that ride, <laughs> I walk up and I'm still wet. You woke up, did you fall asleep? <laughs> Listen, I love it. The song, the catchiness, I think it's a great, honestly, I think it's an amazing, amazing ride. I do think it's the superior of the mountains. It's just not as high because I don't always like getting wet. If it's a nice hot summer day, but like if you go in in some of those like winter months and it can be bitter sometimes in Florida because of like the humidity with the coldness, it's you wouldn't want to go on it because it, it's not a pleasant experience afterwards, which is why it's so low. Mm. The song, the theming, honestly, I, I think it's great. Absolutely amazing. You always like, and that oh is this the big drop is this the big drop like it's great it's nostalgic for our, for us as a family because like my mum used to go work in Florida two weeks out of every month and she used to take my godmother my auntie Julie and then um, my auntie Julie terrified of rides and my mum made her go on it and like convinced her that it wasn't like a proper ride and uh she was on it and she was going up one of like the lifts beforehand Do you know the one where you can go up and you can see the big drop next to you yes yeah, well, um, my auntie saw the drop and she went, is that it? And mum was like, no, no. And she went, it is, isn't it? So my auntie got out of the boat. What? Yeah. She got out of the boat at the side. There's now like a little fence there. Um, but there wasn't way back when, when she did it. And my mum just said there was this, um, these people came over the tannery and was going, ma'am, get back in the boat. <laughs> ma'am, get back in the boat. And she was like, nope, she were out of there. Oh my God. So she didn't actually ride it. She rode like half of it before like the anything, but she basically when she was a kid, she was on a Ferris wheel with her sisters and her sister opened one of the gates and like it was obviously so she's terrified of like oh colors, like rides and stuff. So when she saw them up, she was like, Nope. She's never right been on up. all of Splash Mountain. No. Wow, that's yeah. a story. Yeah, isn't it? So every time we get to that bit, we always go, ma'am, get back in the boat. Ma'am, <laughs> get back in the boat. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So listen, I love it. It's got a lot of nostalgia yeah. for us and my family. I still love it. I think it's great. The song will, you will be singing it all day long when you get off there. Yeah. Real feel good ride. Like it's nice. To, it's got a great storyline throughout it. And it's one of the few rides at Magic. You get a full story and you can see it all the way through. Yeah. The fact that like, it's like quite, you can see like the bad guys get the comeuppance and stuff like it is just amazing don't get me wrong I, it's just the wetness of it which some I know that's the ride but sometimes 
you just can't ride it all the time which is why it's so low because sometimes I prioritize other things over it what um do you think it will change where you place it when and if at this point if princess and the frog takes over yeah I personally don't believe it should get the princess and the frog and that's not because of princess and the frog I also think princess and the frog deserves its own ride yeah like I don't think it needs necessarily that and also the first princess and the frog thing we should be getting really like come on guys there's a restaurant like how have they not done a sit-down restaurant that's not like themed after tiana yeah like southern cuisine and things like that it just blows my mind especially in disneyland like oh yeah like it just makes no sense whatsoever but i mean i maybe i'm privileged in that way and that's why i think that i'm not gonna get into the house but yeah i think personally i will be sad if and when it goes um but who knows at this point? Because they announced it a long time ago and they've done nothing since. And it does, it does really seem like it's just been on the back burner, but I think it had such a political impact announcing that that if they didn't go ahead and do that, I think it's gonna cause a lot of controversy. In the I think they might just not say anything. I don't think they'd address the issue for a while, especially with everything that Bob Chapek, whatever his name yeah. is, can get in. I don't think even if they were putting it on the back burner and like not going to do it for the indefinite future i don't think they did now make an announcement about that because he can he literally his job could not handle another bit of bad yeah um press yeah yeah i obviously splash mountain is going to appear in one of my rankings but i do think that it is necessary to remove song of the south from the attraction as much as i know it's not a direct we're not telling the story of song of the south in this ride I think even having that in there is controversial. As much as I love, I do love the ride because the nostalgia, I think that things do need change. And I think that this is one of the changes the park needs to bring. Mm. And replacing it with something like, can you imagine how beautiful the attraction is going to look when and if it oh, comes? It will be stunning. And the pictures do look stunning. I think the whole concept they, they put for it, though, also doesn't really make a lot of sense to a lot of people. Mm. How it's not meant to be connected to the movie Princess and the Frog, how it's meant to be like post movie. And it's like, well, how are you going to get people to be? Re- it, it was just a bit. Yeah. We'll see. It's one of the things we'll see. My number seven is Festival Fantasy Parade. Interesting. I will say, and this is going to be controversial, I do, and I'm, I, I do love a parade, but it's not in my top. Is it top. not? I just. I mean, I'll be honest, again, like, I do, I love a parade, and there are some parades that I just won't, like, I'll be honest, I know that Royal Friendship Fair is a show, but there's certain things that I just won't, like, I will just sacrifice to do other things. But with Festival of Fantasy, I think it just encapsulates everything that the Magic Kingdom has to offer um, in a parade. I'm also really excited to see the things, the new things they've brought, even though I've heard they've taken Merida out, which I think is a massive mistake. So listen, I love a parade. Honestly, I remember the days when near enough every park had a parade. There was a point where every park had a parade and we still had a night parade at Magic Kingdom. I think it's ridiculous the fact that we only have one parade at the moment. Yeah. They've shown with all the parades. My side is back. What? Move it, shake it is back. Well, yeah, but uh, as in like in all the parks and all. So you technically proper parade. But the Cavalades have shown that you can still have them in every park and it's not a, like, 
what's it called where there's like a room issue with guests like being too many guests or anything like that they like, like to blame yeah you know. it's not capacity issue like they like to blame that it's too busy in the parks for them to do it now it's shown they can do it they just won't and yeah. the fact that we still not even for the 50th anniversary have a friggin night parade at magic kingdom is i think it's a bit disgusting to be honest and the fact that the odd time there is a night parade, you have to pay extra money for it. And they only yeah. do it at like the Halloween. My mum still goes on and on about how when we were kids, they had it. So the Christmas parade, they did during the day. And then again, they do in the evening for the um, party. She said, because it's ridiculous that a kid would ha- wouldn't be able to see Santa. Yeah. Like they used to have it during the day as well. So the fact that you're having to pay for the to see a night parade when you can still get them at basically every other Disney park in the world yeah. is ridiculous. And I just the electrical light parade was just so good as well. It's one of those things where <laughs> no, it was. I'm a Spectral Magic fan to the day I die. And compared to Spectral Magic, I don't think it stands. Is Spectral uh, Magic at Disneyland? No, it's no longer anywhere. I don't know if I ever saw that. Spectral Magic was before. So obviously, as kids, we had Spectral Magic and the Main Street Electrical Parade originated in Disneyland. Right. We had Spectral Magic. Obviously, they then brought Main Street Electrical Parade over to us. I think Spectral Magic might have gone to Disneyland Paris for a while or something. Anyway, it's from what I've heard... It burnt down the thing where it was kept in. Really? Yeah, but someone said the other day that the Sebastian on the floor of Festival of Fantasy is the Sebastian from Spectral Magic way back when. Really? Honestly, though, if you listen to the soundtrack for Spectral Magic, it it's like tears above the Main Street Electrical Parade soundtrack. Yeah. Honest to God, it gives me chills every time I hear it. It was so, so good. So, And that's the reason why I'm not as much of a Main Street Electrical Parade fan because I'm such a Spectral Magic fan. Until the day I die, I will say Spectral Magic was one of the best parades that Disney's ever done. Mm. Um, Regardless, we need a new new nighttime parade. Yeah. And to say the fact that Disneyland has had like three parades at the time that we've not had any new... I mean, Festival of Fantasy has overstayed its welcome as well, I think. I do think I do. that we could have a new soundtrack now. Like, Yeah, I don't think... I think I like it, but this is why it's not in my... T- I just... It, for some reason, it doesn't hit me in the feels. Like, I, I, I don't think it's the best parade they've done. Yeah. So, maybe that's just me. What's your number six? My number six, ironically, is Move It, Shake It really i really enjoy it i actually think it hits in the spots that festival of fantasy doesn't okay i think the i know you're not an interactive but to be able to like dance with some of the characters which you can't really do anywhere now it like almost it brings me back to like the incredibles dance party used to be able to do like but it's got all like big characters that sometimes it's the only way you can actually meet them yeah is and i think it's just so good it's it will always bring me back to my program. It's always so fun. Um, they changed the song, right? It's yeah, not... they have changed the song. But the song they did for the Mickey's birthday was great. I think they've changed it again now. But honestly, I was obsessed with it. Um, it's just real. I, I honestly, I find it so much fun. I will do that any day over Festival of Fantasy. 
it reminds me when I was a kid, they used their daytime parade when I was a kid, the floats used to stop really? and characters would get off and they'd get kids from the side and they'd dance with them in the middle. Oh, that's amazing. And I remember it from when I was a kid. I used to go up and like dance with them. I think I have pictures of it as well, but it reminds me of that aspect. And this is where like they've kind of separated into two separate parades now. Before it was like festival fantasy, but it'd stop and the festival fan, and that's what you move it, shake it basically is. It's a set spot that they do it in, and then you can dance with the characters. It's so fun. The way that they've mashed all the songs together and you have all the dance moves, it's just really, it is really fun for kids and for adults alike. I don't know if they still do this, but I never really understood why Can't Stop the Feeling was on the soundtrack. Yeah, I don't either. I think it was just a happy song type thing, wasn't it? It's from Trolls. I'm like, why are we playing a DreamWorks, whatever it is, song in Disney? What was the other? They always used to do Try Everything, Can't Stop the Feeling. What was the other one? Because there's always three choices. Yeah, I can't remember what the other one was. But I I don't disagree with that. I just, it's not in my top, it's not in my top 12. uh, (laughs) Because I just there's obviously so many other things and if I was going to pick a parade to go and see it would be Festival of Fantasy but it does need an upgrade still yeah and number six so my number six oh, this is where it gets starts to get really tough is Jungle Cruise it's not on the it's not in your top 12 wow wow I'm sorry I'm sorry so I've still not seen the movie actually which is quite surprising because I'm such a fan of the ride I just it, the hard thing with Jungle Cruise is that it is obviously so dependent on the skipper you get. Um, yeah. I have had some rides and I'm like, this is awful. Like the skipper just doesn't really care. Like, uh, yeah. But care. sometimes they just have put in so much effort in. And even though you know the jokes already, the way that they the way that they approach them is just so clever. Also, I think I've got an extra level of appreciation after doing this podcast as well, because talking to some of the skippers, the amount of effort that goes into that script and it's a like, long spiel. I will give them it. It's very, very and long. And they are still just classed as an attractions cast member. Like they're not, they're not classed as a performer. Like you, if you're an attract, they're, they're falling the same for someone that works in Space Mountain. So considering the amount of effort they have to put in to obviously it's very difficult. Jungle Cruise is one of those things that all the cast members they know that, but people want to work on and 100%. say I was a skipper. 100%. But I do think it classes a performer role, in my opinion. Like, they are doing so much. They are the attraction. The costumes yeah. are the attraction. Um, yeah, I just, I don't even have much to say, to be honest. I just think it's a really great, fun attraction. Honestly, the one thing- I'm a massive pun fan, so I absolutely love it. I still crack up every time I go on it. Yeah. I just, I don't even know why it's, like, maybe it's like you said, because and maybe it's because of the fact I've done it so many times and novelty's not quite there. Yeah, I get that. I also think that it really depends on who's your boat as well, because yeah. if you've oh, got a does. really bad boat, like nobody is like laughing or anything. Yeah. It's just not cool. You um, know, so I went on it on a trip and I give props to the skipper, hand on my heart, because we were on it and we had like a group of teenage boys and this girl was trying to do a job and trying to just... And they were making like arsey comments and they were just trying to be funny. And then it was so good because she called them out, but as like a skipper 
and it was just great and I was really? like Joe what pops to it and she was honestly mm. I'll never forget it because they were just trying to think they were a smart ass and she just put them in a place and then they got to like they were embarrassed and they were like like do you know like kind of showed them up in front of the friends and it was just amazing that's so good and I was like Joe, and it's one of those few roles at Disney you can kind of sass back your guests yeah and you can because it's part of your role like you're a exactly. skipper and that's part of it Exactly. I also want to shout out Jungle Skipper Canteen is a fab restaurant. Very, very good. It continues the story on as well. It's like where the skippers go for their like their meal after they've like been on the boat all day. Um, the skippers have a very similar um like way of talking to you as they do on the boat as well. So just as a tidbit as well, I love that the story the storytelling continues outside of the attraction. The theming of that restaurant is meant to be absolutely amazing. It's great. And the food, the taste like chicken is just... Well, again, this is where this adventurous clubs, I know I keep piping on a bit about it, but I'm so excited because if you actually research into a lot of the backstory, a lot of these like OG attractions have the backstory of um, like a full on backstory and like, thing that you probably won't even realize like how yeah. it came to be and stuff yeah. so if you search them a lot of them are interlinked and are connected and this is where this new tv show that disney did announce the adventures club's meant to come in it's meant to be like all these different people that created all these different rides mm. like merge and they're all part of this adventurers club oh, exciting yeah so i'm really excited. they announced it quite like probably a year ago now and i've not really heard much since so i maybe it's i really hope it's not because i think it's a really good way of it's kind of have you ever read the kingdom keepers books no i know of them yeah so my mum absolutely raves about them so they're all like set within the parks and there was a big talk of them making them into the tv show but they said no it uses too much like original content in one thing and um, but i think it'd be a really good way of the people who wanted that type of aspect to bring like a few parts things into one mm. um into one show i i do think it'd be great so i'm all here for it if you couldn't tell yeah i am honestly there's a few things on here that like should be my top 10 but aren't but it's just like <sighs> it's so hard when you see it's how much hard. there is in magic hard but um okay down to the nitty-gritty top five so my number five is enchantment which is the oh. new nighttime show wow okay so I I still I do enjoy it. I love an honestly fireworks one of my favorite things in the world. So I love a fireworks show. It's only so low because I obviously did experience happily ever after. And if happily ever after was still there, it'd be a lot lot higher on my yeah. list. I'm telling yeah, you, yeah. either one or two or something like that. Um, but I still do really enjoy Enchantment. Um, but yeah, I don't know why. It's, maybe it just doesn't. I just, I, I, oh, it's really hard, but I had to put it somewhere. And it's just, when it gets to stage, honestly, guys, it's really hard how to rank, like, what top. But it just, I think because it doesn't hit me in the feels as much, which I think people might be like, are you ridiculous? Because what I'm going to say is my, like, one to four. That's why it's at number five. Mm. Yeah, I obviously have not experienced enchantment yet. And so I've not got a fireworks show for Magic Kingdom in my top five. But happily ever after just raised the bar so high. Mm-hmm. Um, and to replace something that was there as long as wishes is actually a bit of a sin to me that it 
was not there for even half the time Wishes was there. Do you know what makes me laugh? Is someone posted on Twitter. They were like, whilst Bob Chapek's doing his notes apologies, I'd like a note apology about the fact he um, cancelled Happily Ever After less than 90 days after he brought it back. Uh, <laughs> and it just no, cracked me up. I do. I know that this is, everyone will be like, no, that's not going to happen. But I do really think that Happily Ever After could come back. I do think it could. Again, I don't think it will because if you watch Harmonious, a lot, a lot of the songs from Happily Ever After are in Harmonious. I don't know. I just think that I just think that there's been so much backlash about Enchantment. And I do think originally they didn't announce that Happily Ever After was closing. They just said it was retiring for now. Um, because Enchantment was gonna be the 50th show. And I'm pretty sure wishes did go away. The 50th aspect to it, which is what frustrates me. Yeah. It's meant to be the 50th show. Yeah. But if you went and saw um, Disneyland Forever, like, and went to California and watched the Disney version of their 50th and like their sorry their 60th celebration show, yeah. it like throws it back to like Walt's creating it. Like, it goes through the history of Disney. It does nothing of that. We have no part of that celebrating the past, the history of the past 50 years in Disney at the moment to celebrate the 50th anniversary. Yeah. Which is what's really frustrating as a Disney fan. Like you should be celebrating everything over the 50 years. Mm-hmm. It's not. Basically, it's just a new show with some of the newer songs in it. Yeah. Like there's no celebration of the 50 years. It's just like, I'm, this is a rant more about the 50th celebration than anything. Like, I know that they're saying that they've made cut, they've had to cut stuff back because of the pandemic, but I think that's been a lot of an excuse for them. I think they've used it as an excuse to not have to put as much because they've made, they proved with the thing, they've made more money than they've ever made or whatever. So yeah. I think it's a lot of shit, basically. And they could have done a lot more to celebrate the past 50 years than just do the castle look pretty and shove banners everywhere. Yeah, no, I do agree. And I've not even seen the park yet, but I do I do think that there are issues there. But like you said, obviously that's a 50th conversation. Um but yeah, at least my my hopes and dreams are with Happy Ever After. So please, please. You might have to keep dreaming there. <laughs> Trust me, it pains me to say this. I know I sound like I'm just being a Debbie Downer, but I love Happily Ever. I wish it would come back. Like I cried near enough every time I watched that show. I do think I think I'd even take it without the fireworks and just as the projection show after Enchantment, like Once Upon a Time used to after Happily Ever After. I don't know if it still is there after Enchantment, no. but I do think I'd take that just for the soundtrack. It's the best soundtrack ever. It's so good. But anyway, my number five is Pirates of the Caribbean. Really? Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of the ride. I've never seen the movies, which I, is a big shock to anyone. What? I know. I've never seen the movies. How? I'm just not a big fan of... You that. can't say that because you've not watched it. Yeah, true. Okay, I'll give you that. But I, I just think that, that... I love that... Is Pirates an original attraction, right? Yes, it Yeah, is. and I love that it was the first the first attraction on Disney property for a film to be based. I don't think it was the first one. I don't know if Haunted Mansion came out before it. No. 
anyway, I just love it. I think it's great. I do prefer the Pirates over at Disneyland. I think it's, I, I like it. it's a bit longer. I, I prefer some of the theming of the caves that you go through. I think the drops are a little bit more intense, but I do love this attraction. I think it's a classic. I love the smell of it. I love the queue line. I just, yeah, everything about Pirates, I'm a big, big fan of. See, this is where I think there's... Di- for some reason, the water at Pirates, I think, smells great, where the water at Splash just smells dirty. Yeah. Like, you it smells great in Pirates, hand, but, like, when, when you get in the boats and there's, like, that little bit of water, for, obviously, from the past person, it's Splash. I'm like, oh, get away. Like, it yeah, just yeah, yeah. Oh, gross. But, like, at, at Pirates, it doesn't seem as... I guess yeah. it's all inside, maybe. There's no humid, humidity. I don't know. The only thing I do not agree with... <laughs> I'm gonna get so much hate for this. I don't agree with them changing. We want the redhead scene. Ooh, I know. I mean, it was historical. I'm not saying that people, women should, but it was accurate to the time. Like that's what happened, and it was iconic. Like it was one of the most famous lines from the thing. Mm. I didn't agree with it happening. I don't mind it now, but I still feel like there wasn't there wasn't the need. I don't think it should. I don't think. A guy went, I don't think people went off the ride and was like, right, women should be sold now. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no, Do you know what I mean? So, like, the point that they're saying is like, well, it's inappropriate. And I'm like, but no one went off the ride and was like, Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go sell a woman and get some money for it now. Yeah, like, true. I I guess it's that ignorance of, of sometimes Disney trying to hide history to like, it's like, I mean, I'm not even going to get into Pocahontas, but like, the way that the Pocahontas movie is portrayed is completely wrong and it's not how things happened in history. Um, So I think that sometimes Disney can try to hide what happened historically. Which is what frustrates me because I'm like, but that is what happened. So do you know what? Yeah, that is what happened, but you need to still have that there. So then if a kid did say something, but like, yeah, but that's not right now, but that's, it's a learning discussion for a child or something there. Do you like the Pocahontas movie though? I don't mind Pocahontas, but I do I do understand the issues with it. But I also feel like people, I, I appreciate what Disney was trying to do with it when they were trying to say, like, you shouldn't judge people off. I appreciate what they were trying but to is do. Is that not what the, they did by changing the Lady in Red scene? No. Because it was already there where Pocahontas was made like that. Mm. Interesting conversation. Like they've changed that and they've edited it out. It's like when they've edited out that the hand symbol that um bloody Steven Tyler did on Rock and Roller Coaster. It was like, why? Why do that? Like there was no this is where it's weird because they they pick and choose when to do stuff and when to like censor at the weirdest parts. But, but they yet, do you gotta remember the ro- pressure. You have to remember the pressure that the company has as well from the general public. But Disney so. company had no pressure beforehand to change the we want the redhead scene. It was not anywhere that said, oh, and you did not have people kicking off about Steven Tyler's hand. No, in not the- that. You know like I understand the stuff, but this is the thing, the things that they should have maybe changed, like your splash or or that they've done it later but then the stuff that isn't necessarily as like oh gosh then they've changed them earlier that this mm-hmm. is when i'm like you're picking and choosing hmm. interesting anyway politics for another day <laughs> what's your number four sophie my number four 
is Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. Is it? I'm quite glad that's a bit higher up, actually. Yeah. I feel bad now. No, I honestly, I love it. It cracks me up every time. I go in the parks to have fun, to laugh, to like forget about my worries. And yeah. that does. I, I go in yeah. laughing every time. I lo- it's it's funny. Like, like you said, the quick wittedness of them, the jokes that they make. No, even though there is aspects of the shows that are the same every time, each yeah. show is different. You're never watching the same show twice. What, one, I just want to, I didn't point it out before when I mentioned it in my ranking, but uh, one of my favourite moments was there was literally a woman asleep on the front row wow. and the camera went her and there was like, you okay, Sleeping Beauty? Do you want to wake up? And like that, it was just so funny. And she woke up and she was like, what? It just was hilarious and things like that where I'm like, they yeah. are watching and there's not many people watching as well. Like, I don't want to ruin the magic, but it is a very small group of people doing yeah. what they do. Yeah, honestly. I, and do you know what? I props them every day of the week. It's one of the attractions and this is why it's so high. It's one of the attractions when I go to Disney, I want to do it every time because yeah. I love it and I enjoy it so much. Agreed. Um, and that's why it's so high at the end of the day because yeah, it might not be the biggest roller coaster, it might not be the biggest thrill, and I am a thrill seeker, but do you know what? I can still appreciate yes. just having good old fun, and that's yeah. what that is. Totally. Well, my number four is, and you're gonna so disagree with me, but this has been one of my attra- favorite attractions since day one, and still just has such a huge place in my heart is the Enchanted Tiki Room. Do you know so? There's only two rides at Disney that say Walt Disney's and that is one of them. And I've not put either of them in my thing, which I nearly put Carousel of Progress, but I just couldn't find. Yeah. And this is where it's like, people need to leave. When there was the rumor of like overhauling it, I was so pissed off. Yeah, that does not need an overhaul. I I never even do Tiki Room. I don't do Tiki Room. So I don't even, but I was so, I'm like, do you know what? Just leave some original stuff. You don't need to touch everything. You don't need to add IP into every attraction. Like some things, original stories are great. Yeah. And you know what I love is how busy it is every time I go on it. Like people still go on that attraction. It's so much fun. It's so stupid, but I love it. And again, like knowing that that was a part of Walt Disney's vision, literally from like the attraction is his, Mm -hmm. is just so special. And uh, Carousel of Progress is also almost in, it was probably honestly in- i will just say carousel of progress there's a great big beautiful tomorrow is one of the best again sherman Incredible. brothers on point one of the best soundtracks in any of the parks yeah, um and i did really i was really close to putting it on because i found a newfound appreciation for it over the past couple of years where yeah. i do now tend to do it every trip yeah but I just there's other stuff that I just loved more that's the only reason why it didn't make it but honestly for the soundtrack alone it could have been right there at the top and I think similarly that like it's very similar reasons for Tiki Room for me. It just also gives me a level of comfort as well. I just really, I just love going in there and just being able to chill out and just watch a stupid show about birds. That is just <laughs> so much fun. Like, yeah, just love it. Absolutely love it. And I think it fits Adventureland so well as well. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think it's, I, I think it deserves what it is and it shouldn't be touched. Like you yeah. said, there's still obviously the, the want there from guests so yeah right are we on number three top three time yeah getting serious my number three is haunted mansion oh i understand why you're so mad at me now 
<laughs> Listen, like I said, every aspect, like there's always something to look at and there's always something new you notice every time you go on it. Like I will say, behind the attraction, when it goes through home to it just makes you get a whole new appreciation for it. So if you aren't and you've not watched it, watch that episode because honestly, it just makes you appreciate the little things even more. The yeah. story of how it came to be is just amazing. Yeah. Um to creative minds that were complete opposites coming together and somehow making such cohesive like ride that still scares me as an adult but isn't too scary not to go on like yeah. they know how to add the humor at the right points they know how to add the scariness at the right points to say when it was built and when it was created it, it is timeless because you wouldn't say oh this is a bit outdated yeah if anything, I actually think the technical enhancements they've added to the ride actually make it look a bit shittier. Like the projected faces, because they're sometimes not always straight on and they're a bit off or they're not always working, actually look a bit shittier than what the originals were. So mm. I actually think the times where they have tried to modernise it haven't always worked to the best bits. I do. One of the things that I love about it as well is the exterior because... Disney do such a good job of hiding oh, their show yeah. buildings and you would never like you do just completely buy into the fact that you're just in this house and obviously oh yeah do you know it was on like a year or two ago when I saw a picture and it was like showed the big thing behind it because you massive any, spoiler alert guys any of the ride isn't actually in the bit that you see that is not nothing is in there like even flight of passage like obviously not yeah. stupid like obviously it's not it, it there's obviously a, a big building behind it but it's you just completely buy it, even knowing, like, I know that Haunted Mansion isn't just taking part in the house. But when I'm in there, I think I am. Like, yeah. it's so well done. The, the the theming of that ride, and I understand why it's a cult to some people. Like, don't get me, I'm not part of that cult. I would not buy every part of Haunted Mansion merch out there. But the way they've managed to sort that theming, so every aspect, as soon as you walk in that line, every aspect is done to perfection, is just it's amazing yeah like honestly it is really well done and I give them props for it and I enjoy it every single time I go on it well my number three is Splash Mountain um I yeah as I've already expressed I'm a big fan of the ride I I think it's so much fun. I think it's got such good value for waiting for it with how long the attraction is. I don't um, know. Sometimes that line is pretty damn long. I'm like, come on. Again, it's one that I've previous to Genie Plus, I would fast pass quite a lot. Um, I'm hoping, well, I mean, I'm going in November, so the likelihood is not going to be open anyway because it's never normally open in the winter months. But I'm hoping because it won't be as warm, that it won't be as popular. Uh, but I just think, yeah, the, the theming, the uh, storytelling, obviously, regardless of Song of the South, if we are, we shouldn't ignore that, but we are ignoring that. Um, and just, yeah, the overall just attraction, just, I just love it. I think it's brilliant. I don't, I, I think it's the, you get the perfect amount of wet. I know you disagree, but I think you get the perfect amount of wet on it as well to not feel uncomfortable for the rest of the day. And yeah, just a huge fan, but bring on Princess and the Frog. If it happens. Manifesting. So my number two is Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. I don't know where your number one is going. Honestly, you're going to be thrown for a loop when I say my number one. You're I gonna... swear to God, if it's Astro Orbiter. 
<laughs> well, <that's> <laughs> um, my number two is Pirates. Again, I think it's great from the start to the finish. The line is just really, I mean, it's not as interesting as maybe Haunted Mansion is, but it's still so well done. You do it feel is. like you're in like a jail cell. Yeah, like, I love it. And then when you go through and it's like the bit where you're boarding the boats and it's like you're in like a little, t- it's just so. It's when really- I think when I think of the Pirates queue, like even just now I'm thinking about it, it gets me so excited to go on the oh, ride. I'm like, get me in that really queue line. good. And for some reason, every time I get in that ride queue, I somehow end up singing Yo-Ho, Yo-Ho, a Pirate's Life for me. And I'm not even yeah. on the bloody ride yet. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just, it's so well done. Yeah. It's the one time I will say that ad of Johnny Depp I was a bit apprehensive. I I think it adds to the ride. I yeah, don't yeah, yeah. think it takes away from it at all. Because... I think it adds a bit more humor and story. Again, yeah, you can tell the animatronics are an old style, but it doesn't, you're not like, oh God, this is old. This is no, old. No, it works. Good. It like you say, it works. It is just great. Every time you go on, I enjoy it. It's one of the things, and it's you got to appreciate it's usually got around a 20 to 30 minute wait time so it's got a great wait time to save yeah. what the ride is yeah, yeah, yeah it's something and this is like what i said we've said all along when i go to park it's one of my must do's and it is something that i will make sure i go on because 100%. i really love it yeah 100 percent. well my number two is the magic carpets of aladdin no yeah. You're taking the piss. I know you that. No, I love it. I do. I think. Oh, I've... that's not your number two. No, it's not my number two. two. <laughs> <laughs> I should have said that's my number three or four. That would have been more believable. <clears throat> um, no, God knows why Magic Carpets of Aladdin is there. But anyway, um, Country Bear Jamboree is my number two. It oh, was that a... is really high. I know you loved it, but I didn't expect it to be that high. It was a very hard tie between my number two and my number one. But it. I have no more idea where you're going with your number one, to be honest with you. It just is such a good attraction. I just love every second of it. It makes me laugh. It gives me, like, it just gives me every essence of Disney that I want. Uh, Like, it gives me the feeling of Florida. It gives me just happiness. I just love it. I love the blinking eyes of the deer on the on the um on the oh. wall next to you. Um I love it where at the end where it's like, come on, come back now, won't you? Come back. I just oh I love everything about it. I just love Country Jamboree. I think I spoke quite a lot about it when we were speaking about it previously, but I just think it's a great, great attraction. It is very underrated. If you've not done it, go on it because I we guarantee you'll you'll laugh at some point during it. It's very easily missed as well. It is. And it is missed by a lot of people. Yeah. I love going on it for the first time with someone that doesn't know what they're getting themselves into as well. Yeah. No, that's what it was like with Lisa. And I was like, I was waiting for it. And she was really enjoying it. It's it's great, great, right? Right. Sure. I love it. So good. Go on, number two. Not. I've said my number two. Oh, God, we're at number one. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, go on. You've got to absolutely kill me. There's there's a couple of things that I'm thinking it could be, and if it is, I'm like, really? But go on. So my number one is People Mover. I actually understand, and I'm... Was that on the list? Did I put that on our list? It's, it's called the Trans authority you put the proper name one second you put 
it is on the list it's just what the official name is right. um it was right at the bottom wasn't it this tomorrowland transit authority that's the people movie right it probably still wouldn't have been in my top 12 but i i mean it's on a bit you get some of the best views. It's kind of like your maybe Tom Sawyer's Island. You get some of the best views in the park. I love going inside. You can see inside some of the rides. The um, like of it's one of Disney's most underrated rides. But now it's starting to get like not as underrated. And then that also frustrates me in a way because I'm like, no, because now the line is never just five minutes or ten yeah. minutes. Now it's always long, which frustrates me because I love it. But then. At the same time, I'm happy because I'm like, oh, this means that they won't like change it now because yeah. it's long. Um, the one thing you will find, people who are Disneyland residents, you'll find them always commenting on the fact that we have people mover and they don't. They used to have a, some sort of... They used of... to have it and they took it. They got rid yeah. of it. And you'll always find that they comment on the fact we have people mover and they don't have people mover anymore. Honestly, I just love... like. There's so much still going on all the time. It's just the breeze in it. It's just, I just love, I love the aspect of being able to like people watch, but then yeah. at the same time, I like, I have such good memories on it. I will never forget being on People Mover whilst Happily Ever After was on. And it yeah. was the night of the Notre Dame fire. And we were on the People Mover and we were going past it as the out there scene wow. was on. And it was just one of those memories that just kind of like hits you in like yeah. the feels. And I'll never forget it. And honestly, I just love the ride so much. I think it's a great, it's missed by a lot of people sometimes. Maybe it not is. as much now, but I'm, people are going to go on it and be like, really, this is it. Like Again, it's not a thrill. But to me, Magic Kingdom is not a thrill park. No, it's not. It's not where I go for my thrills. And it's where no. I go for the magic and yeah. the happiness. Definitely. It's not necessarily where I'm going for the thrills. And I just, I love it. I will, I, again, I rated my top 10 what I would make sure I do number mm. one priority. And my number one priority to make sure I got done in a day is the people mover. Yeah. Sounds. I'm also not missing the people mover on my trip. And I'm actually a little bit annoyed at myself that I didn't consider it before because I didn't write down people mover because it might have changed everything. But um, I completely agree with everything you just said. I think it's a really special attraction. I think it's one that does get missed by people. Um, and yeah, definitely worth the ride. Mm -hmm. I also love it when it picks up a little bit of speed. Oh yeah, it's really, like, ooh. A little bit of breeze as well. Yeah, it's really nice. Honestly, it's great. And the view you get at the castle whilst you're on it and like panning yeah. around, it's just, it's, it's amazing. It's the only place you will find natural breeze in florida yeah <laughs> um well my number one is i'm sure people have probably guessed by now it is space mountain oh that is really? my number one attraction yeah, yeah. that you'd said really yeah i'm a huge you can't i mean i've just given you praise for people move you can't go really when yours is people mover like I just think Splash is the superior mountain. No, Space Mountain for me, I just have so much fun. I will laugh the entire way through. I think it is a real thrill attraction because you can't see much going on. Oh, no, um, it terrifies me because I always think I'm going to bang my head even though I'm Oh, my God, have you ever seen it? that ride? I've been on it a couple of times, not with the full lights on, but with, like, a few lights on. Another really cool thing with people mover is that if the lights are on... The, oh, yeah, the you can Space see mountain, it. I love it. You, you can, can 
Yeah, I yeah. do. I've, last trip I went on, I, we went on People Mover like a lot, and every time we went on it, space was down and all the lights. Yeah. Were. So it, that is a very cool extra that you get a People Mover, but it looks terrifying. That track. Like oh, if yeah. that was if that was in like a fairground outside, you would not go on that ride because you'd no, be scared for your life. Um, but no, absolutely love Space Mountain. I just it's such a nostalgic attraction for me. But also, I am... can I just say that like two mile walk you have to do at the end of it now definitely puts it down on the list. <laughs> it is quite long. And they made it, it even bring... longer than it ever used to. I don't know if you've done it since they've it brings you out of like the smoking area now, doesn't it? Yeah, like honestly, you go like the longest winding. T- when you get off, it's miles that you go yeah. in. But I do think that might change after the railroad is back open. Oh. I feel like that's something that they've done because of that. I'd be really interested to know what happens to our list when Tron opens. Yeah. Because Tron is meant to be like the ride. I see, I think I'm gonna prefer Cosmic Rewind, but I'm I'm very excited for both of them. I've got a Cosmic Rewind preview. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. 18th of May. No. It's actually your annual pass holder. So I actually have an annual pass holder, but I didn't realise at the end, because they just advertised DVC. They hadn't yeah. advertised annual pass holder. They haven't even sent the email out. So I tried to do it. I was at work. I was in an inter- Anyway, I talked to one of my friends and she's got, she's DVC and she got five and she said I can go with her. <gasps> so I'm going on the 18th of May. Oh my God. I can't wait to hear what it's like. Yeah. That's so exciting. I do think that's going to be one of the attractions that I will have to just do Lightning Lane for. I'm also not sure Lawrence can probably hear me, but I don't think he's going to go on it. So that's my excuse. I'm like, well, I don't want you, you to have to wait. So I will probably just fast past that. Do you know, though, I'd be, I'd be really interested when Tron's open to see what people prefer. I actually think I'll probably end up preferring Tron. Really? Yeah. I'm not sure. Well, they've announced that there's no animatronics at all in guardians yeah which actually i'm actually quite a little bit happy about because that means the screen technology has to be on point yeah but then all it makes me think of is kong and all the screens in that and how no i don't think it's gonna be anything like kong but you know that's what i know and this is where it might change when i actually ride it but that's the type of like image it's making me get in the head because i was so hyped for kong i'm so excited to hear what it's like i'm literally so excited to hear what it's like yeah, I'll tell you. 18th of May. I actually go in the morning as well. It's like between 10 and 10.30. Oh, my God. I know. Well, that is our top 12. Just completely segued there. Yeah. I apologise. Um, that is our top 12. Of our Listen, magazine. it was really hard. I could have included so much more. And so like, I'm, I'm, I'm upset that I've missed things like, I enjoy Buzz Lightyear. I'm upset that I've missed It's a Small World is a Classic. Yeah. And Peter Pan's Flight. Like, Winnie I the Pooh. I like, really like Winnie the Pooh as like, well. It's, I'm really sad that I've missed some of these, but you just can't choose everything. No. So, but yeah, let us know what your top 10 or even 12 we'll let you have 12 yeah. as well today yeah. um but we are gonna be back aren't we Bradley we are next week is going to be our final ranking for now we'll say and um, we'll never <laughs> over completely but um our final ranking for now where we're going to be ranking well not ranking so much but giving our best and worst um 
of the Disney parks. So we're choosing some different categories and discussing what our best and worst are of each of those categories. And I feel like it's going to get pretty heated. I think that this will be very interesting because obviously there's only, well, we're actually doing it like honourable mentions as well, potentially. So yeah. there'll be maybe like two, but it's it's quite a thing to give like an award for like just one thing. Yeah. And I think maybe even the worst, that's going to be like yeah interesting choices all around it will but i'm excited i am i am really I'm excited for it. <laughs> but anyways it's been lovely having you again sophie thank you so much i'll just quickly say as well go and follow sophie's um instagram and have a look at her etsy shop as well signs by sophie b um she makes lots of amazing disney inspired products like Coasters, signs, frames, pillows, bags. Again, we have a Magic Kingdom collection. If you're a massive fan of great, big, beautiful tomorrow, like we mentioned earlier, I do have a sign with the lovely quote on. Um, I have a lovely Magic Kingdom bag that um, has little bits of all the fun things that are unique to Magic Kingdom on it as well, as well as a pillow. Um, yeah, I will see you real soon. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. This has been another episode of Confessions of a Disney Cast member. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, follow our Instagram, and listen to all of the other episodes because they are just as magical as each other. Keep spreading the magic and bye for now.